Good morning, PML. This is your boy, Is Nefarious here, and I'm here for the breakfast show. I got the breakfast show in the building. I got Hefe in the building. Hefe, say hello to the people. What's going on, PML? Good start to uh, week three last night. A lot of teams got the games in, so I look forward to talking about them. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, we've been getting them in within two days ever since we got rid of the uh, celebrities or uh, whatever you want to call them. Um, we also got a very special guest with us. We got... Uh, LQ Noble in the building. LQ, say what's up to the people. What's the deal, Kim? Have a great day. Good morning. So uh, we're here to talk about some football, but also let's talk about the Lions a bit. LQ, how are you feeling about the Lions? Um, you know, you're in the second season, man. You did, did receive a suspension, and then it got fucking extended uh, because of the week one uh, mishap. Uh, what happened in that whole situation? Like, uh, did you forget you had a suspension? And how do you feel about the suspension? Just talk about that a little bit. All right. So, I didn't think – I got a warning about my usage rates um, a little before my game with JT. And I can I can admit that I was a little bit ne- negligent towards those numbers. But um, – yeah, I got that warning before I played JT, and then I saw this uh, the um, disciplinary action that was handed down, and I was looking. Like, I swear I was looking for the longest, like, how many games the players were supposed to be suspended. I assumed that, um, that they were just going to lose whatever dev upgrade they had at the end, considering that I did not make the playoffs. Like, it literally didn't do anything towards my cause, how good like, they played or not, but... But yeah, um, and so they, I looked all through the um the message, and I didn't see how many games they were suspended. So I presumed that I was gonna have a clean slate for uh season four, and that turned out to not be the case. I mean, I love this. I mean, a lot of to help kill the holes in the off season for this team. Um, I would love to be able to play with my team at full strength, but uh, and I'll do it. I'll do. I think there's uh five more games that I feel like I'm tell me when you come back. So I just can't wait. So uh you you had him out there week one, you come out with a win. The second week you finally start serving that suspension. Um plus another two more games that were added on. Um, you know, what was how different is the team without those two players? Um the team the team is as far as running the ball, I don't believe we had that much of a drop off because the backup that we picked up, he moves pretty well. He's pretty tough. Um, but as far as the um, passing game, I think we just missed a um, an aspect. You know where you literally had to put, you had to have two guys uh, deep versus just having one. You know. Went with Jamie, so it was a little, it was a little bit different, but nevertheless, it's still like Devonte and Cook. It was still pretty, pretty serviceable. I just had to make the adjustment. Yeah, yeah you know, Jamie's oh, got what 99, 98 speed or ninety nine. Uh, one of the two. I think ninety eight. It's fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. 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 I was gonna say I think that's I think that would be the biggest loss for you as far as Swift because I think Swift is a superstar, but even as a superstar, I don't think and I, I could be wrong because I have no idea what his abilities are. I don't think he really moves the needle that much for your offense. Um, I think I think even as with the abilities, he's pretty interchangeable. Um, maybe only in the passing game is really he's really he's really see a drop off for for him, but not running the ball. I think I would think Jameson is your is, is the biggest loss for you. But Smith is you know if you lose, I don't think you really lose much by losing him. But you know, but you know, I'm gonna be honest though, because like the way that I played in my week one game is probably like how I'll play, you know, with the with these guys. You know, through the through the long haul, I plan on giving you know Swift 15, 20 carries a game. I plan on spreading the ball, you know, between Cooks, Devontae, and uh, Jamison. So it's just it's it's hard to go out there and compete when you're when you shorthanded. Like against the Packers, I was without Will Johnson, my starting middle linebacker, my you know Swift. Well, and- Will Johnson get hurt in practice? What happened, yeah, Will yeah. Johnson? I have no idea. I did training, and you know, I put all my training on half pads and backups. But what I think what happened was, um, my uh, yeah, depth, focus. no, my depth chart uh, resets. Well, I don't, I don't know. That could have been the case, but and so yeah, I I walked into the game like, what, what the hell? Why is Will Johnson not on Christian Watson? And then I realized that he was hurt. So, but. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's a huge detriment to the defense. But, but I, will, I will say this. Uh, I feel like the team competed really, really, really well considering we had, like, we were missing, like, seven starters that game. So, against the Vision Camp. So, I can't really can't complain, but I just would like to see more versus the Bears. Now, that uh, you just brought up the Champ, uh, it's – it's very apparent that uh, the Packers own that division. I think he's only lost two games within that division in the three seasons. And now into season four, a couple games in, I think he's had a couple divisions. He's only lost two games. So how do you feel about that matchup moving forward? Um, do you feel he's the biggest obstacle you have in that division? Uh, how, do you, how do you feel about the Packers in that whole division? Um, so Mike's a, Mike's a, a very... He's a he's an interesting user because I know he's gonna make adjustments to your adjustments, but mm-hmm. but I'll say this I I I told Mike this before like after we played all the moves I made in the offseason were to beat him because that's not, that's why I have to beat if I wanted to you know make it in NFC North just being real every 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 move that I made. This offseason was made to beat him, so that 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 should tell you enough about what I think about him. Do I think he's the 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 most like I can't beat him? Like hell no, nah. you know it's just he's 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 ran the division. Got a, a nice system set up over there, nice little man coverage system he got over there. So you just gotta figure out a way. Yeah, he's uh he's been dominant so far, and you know you're you're right to. You know, focus on him in the off season because if uh, anybody's going to take the division, I know the Bears. I think took the division last season uh, right. by winning a lot of out of division games. I think he went home two against the the Packers, and the Packers were five and one in division, but still it didn't matter because of the out of division games. Um, so, but if you want to win the division and you're scared of the tiebreaker, 
that's one guy you got to beat out because you know if he's tied with you, uh, he's pretty much taking care of business within the division. Um, you know, you got Will Johnson. You mentioned him injured. Uh, how did he feel week one? You know, you got the, uh, you got some really good abilities there with Will Johnson. I think inside shade, and then you got uh, universal coverage, correct? Yeah, he got inside shade. Uh, Will Johnson is talented. He's very easily very talented player. Uh, he was. He was able to, um, you know, take off a, well, what's the word? Take over a whole side of the field. Like, yeah. when he played week one against the Commanders, um, I, I went back and watched the stream, and Wimmy was literally not trying to throw to his side. And the one time he threw at him, he got a pick. So he's pretty, mm-hmm. he's pretty straight with, with, you know, his physicals. We just got to gotta boost him up a little bit, make him a little bit more locked down. But. I'm really enjoying what I see. I would hope he stay on the field as much as he can so he can keep that dev, but you know how it goes. Yeah, I, uh, it's funny because it could happen. I had Eli Ricks as a superstar X-Factor when I drafted him in the season one draft. He lost it immediately, so that's definitely something that could happen, um, especially if they don't put up a lot of numbers. I mean, Eli Ricks wasn't, didn't have a terrible rookie season. He just didn't put enough numbers up, and next mm-hmm. thing you know, he was, he was – uh, he was a star dev instead of a, a superstar X factor. He didn't even go down one, he went all the way down to star. So it was a it's a tough hit to the defense. Um but you you know, uh, you got a good team over there with the Lions. You are short handed a little bit. Um is there any moves that you might make moving forward to make that team a little bit better? Is there anything you're eyeing? <laughs> I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. I've been mulling, you know, I don't wanna make any decisions just because of the way my team is right now. Yeah. But um I definitely need more uh corner cornerback depth if anybody wants to hit my DMs up. Cause I ain't really looking for nothing on offense right now. <clears throat> but um you know I just need some some cornerbacks able to guard streaks from some fast receivers. So so sure. I mean, let me and let me clarify. Uh, Eli Ricks and Keely Engel are not on the block. Um, <laughs> I am being consistent. I am being consistently trolled. Um, if yes. you see him on the block and there's no message above him, I don't delete my messages. So if I put a player on the block, I, you you'll see my uh, message right above it. So uh, I, I I assume it's more, it's either a troll by committee or it's a commissioner doing it because they obviously have the power to. I pass slow mode in the trade block. So, uh, yeah, nobody hit my DMs for Caleb Williams, Michael Mayer, Keely Ringo, Eli, they ain't moving. Um, if, you, if you had to guess who's trolling you, who would you guess? If you had, if you had to make one guess. Uh, just one guess? My original yeah. guess was JT, and I'm going to stick with that. Mm. Mm. Drama, hey. drama, you able to jump on the show? Mm. Yeah, man, what's up with y'all? Hey, it's the main man, drama man. What's Welcome going on, drama baby? To the show. Y'all know what to do. What's good, Breakfast Club? What y'all got going on, man? So we were just talking about the Lions and the suspensions he had to deal with. And uh, just the point you just brought up, um, LQ, you know, you're not trying to make any drastic drastic moves or drastic decisions because your team's uh, behind the eight ball right now. It's kind of the same spot with me. You know, I'm really missing Keon Coleman and his ability to stretch the field for me, just like J-Mo does for you. And, uh, you know, it, it's got me, uh, you know, overreacting, probably overreacting and 
maybe trying to get another piece a, a little too aggressively than I should be because it's only four games that I won't have them. Um, but, you know, moving on from that, uh, drama, welcome to the show. Uh, talk about your Texans, uh, the move for Kyler Murray. Uh, how are you feeling uh, about that Kyler Murray move after a couple of games? We're going to get into your week three game, but we'll save that for now. Um, after two games, are you still getting adjusted to Kyler Murray and his speed? Um, is that something you're trying to game plan around? Or are you just trying to keep it to what you do um, that makes you comfortable and just having that extra speed uh, when you need to get out, get out of the pocket here and there? Yeah, well, um, as of as of yet, I haven't really taken advantage of Kyler Murray. When I made the trade for Kyler Murray, um, there was a lot that I had in mind that I would be able to do utilizing him in the run and the passing game. And so far, I haven't been able to execute with him in the passing game. Um, he's not a drop-back quarterback. He's not a pocket quarterback. And so I've got to readjust my playbook to allow myself to get him in open spaces. You know what I'm saying? And so... Uh, the last week and this week, uh, we made the mistake of just um, – well, this week, I'm going to be honest with y'all, week three was just bad reads. I made a ton of bad reads. I had one interception where um, because of the damn uh, momentum shit, I couldn't see the buttons over my players, uh, over my receiver's head, so I pressed the wrong button, ended up in a pick six. There were a couple of interceptions late where I just, you know, I tried the user and it was just great user by the Colts. And um, he was able to get some interceptions. So a lot of what Kyler has done has been on me. I'll take the full responsibility for it. It's not like he's not capable as a passer or he's not making the right, you know, not making capable throws. I'm putting him in bad positions. And so I got to go back to my playbook and readjust it for a quarterback that can be effective on the run and can get out on the move and uh, make plays. So, yeah, no, we're confident, man. Like, Kamara been running his ass off. Um, the offensive line been holding up real strong. My receivers are catching the passes when I get them in positions. Uh, the defense got a – you know, defense has been stepping up, but I keep putting them in bad positions by giving the offense uh, – giving the other team short fields. So, once we clean it up a little bit, man, we're going to be good to go. And um, Kyler going to be – uh, I believe one of those top guys, I know Kamara is already one of the top rushers in the league. So, yeah, we're excited about, you know, uh, continuing to develop this team going into the season. Yeah, I just wanted to get you a quick rundown on it, and uh, we're going to actually jump into your game here in a minute. Hey, could you pull up the games for me? Yeah, I'm bringing them up now. All right, so we'll pull up the games. So we'll talk about the games that were played, um, you know, talk about where the league is right now. Uh, as far as, you know, the competition, you know, certain players actually playing above their talent level or, uh, you know, having a good start to the season, some having a terrible start like the Washington Commanders. Um, it's just been an interesting season. I know you brought it up week, uh, was it week one, uh, the day of advance? Uh, you, you brought up how uh, the parity in the league uh, to start season four because you had certain players coming out with wins, Lions over the, the Commanders, um, you know, other wins, Chargers versus Jets. Um, what You want to speak on that a little bit, John? Uh, the parity, do you still see that? Or has it changed since week one? No, I still see the parity. I mean, it's still early in the uh, season, you know what I'm saying? But I do see the parity. I see 
uh, games being won by guys who you might not expect for them to win. I see guys who were kind of, you know, not playing to their levels last season. I've got a couple wins under their belts against quality opponents. Uh, so I think we're still in a good place. I like the addition of the new Browns user. He's been giving guys some trouble. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think without the suspensions, LQ would be in a better position to really make some noise early in the season. Um, CB has had some, you know, stepped up, had a couple big wins. Like, the league is in a good place, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm excited about the level of competition. And I think that once everybody learns more about the emerging system and how to really uh, dev their guys up and compete with the content, you know, PML is going to be definitely in a great place for next cycle. Like, I'm really looking forward to next cycle. But, you know, we're still in the mo we're still present in season four, you know what I'm saying, and going into the next season. I just think we got a good core group of guys. I think everybody's playing to win and not really making excuses. And that's what I like to see in PML. Yeah, no, the one thing I brought up that uh, I really love to see in PML is all the games seem to be done in within 48 hours. Um, you know, you still got that extra day for content. This is not me pushing for 48-hour advances. This is just me saying it's nice to see that we don't have that one user or two users that are, uh, you know, B-list celebrities um, treating this league like, you know, a back burner type league. So it, I think that's also a nice thing. Um, you over here sneak dissing, bro. Um, sneak dissing fucking K-Mac and Problem and I don't know who else was that bad. K-Mac mm. Problem. I don't know who else. It was just it was just pretty much those two. I want to play until right. the last year of advance and at the end of it, the advance day. All right, now if I got a question for you right quick before we yep. move on, bro. Yeah. What's what so through two games you are on to. Yes. For the for the next for these next weeks, what should we expect out of you? Because these this 0-2 is becoming a trend. And it's time for that trend to end. So what should yeah. we expect? How 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 can we get you know, a competitive net in the AFC East? Well, it all comes down, honestly, it all comes down to play calling. Um, you know, starting off bad drives, put myself behind the eight ball. Um, you know, those are two things that really uh, need to be improved. Uh, my offense, uh, offensive play calling to be specific. Um, last season, you know, the defensive play calling is not there, but the offensive play calling was there towards the end of the season. Now it's vice versa. Now the defensive play calling is pretty good. We're doing pretty well on defense. It's just that the to start the game, the offensive play calling in the red zone play calling has been uh, pretty bad. And it's kind of a – the issue is kind of trying to stay true to, you know, my scheme and what I want to do and uh, being a little too extreme with it. You know, not coming out in high form, not coming out in, you know, heavy sets in the red zone, still maintaining the spread look because, you know, I'm trying to run that spread to run offense. Um, it, I got to be able to adjust within my own play call and the, within, within my own self to uh, be more competitive. Uh, hopefully, you know, this week we could be a little cleaner on the play calling and have a better game. Uh, but we got to come out with a better start. That's that's for one. We definitely got to come out with a better start and uh, uh, be more consistent uh, to open up games. That will be the key. That. That's, that's, that's the key. key. Um, so, 
are you getting nervous about um Kayla Williams and stats yet? Or that's still a long No, no, no. I, I ain't too worried about it. I do wish I took him out uh, against the Browns when we down pretty pretty much uh done with the game. I didn't have to throw another interception. But I was just I had my feet up and I was bullshitting, so I should have just took him out at that point. Um but you know it is what it is. I, it's only not a little bit eight interceptions for two games. Um, I'm, I'm sure I can still keep that number low because I, I had kind of that start uh, between uh, between the first 10 weeks last season getting used to Caleb. Uh, this season, you know, I, I it's just going to be up to the offense. If I put myself in a better position late in games, you won't see those interceptions. Those interceptions are coming from the, the lack of uh, successful offense in the beginning of the games and starting to force – some things when I don't necessarily have to, but I have to at that point because I'm down in the game. You know what I mean? I get oh, it. I feel I, I, I get feel it. I I feel like I have to because I'm down in the game, so I start forcing things I normally wouldn't try to force. Right, right, right. But we can move on, bro. I just want to I just want to hear you have a plan, bro. So maybe you could make a push in the AFC East. Yeah, just gotta just gotta clean up the play call. That's all I gotta do. It's easier said than done. Um, that's the main issue. Right now. Not having good first downs, not having good second downs, putting myself in third and long, and uh, not get putting up points to start off the game. You know, getting uh, getting the ball first and going down nothing, or going down seven nothing, and knowing that you don't get the ball after half is you know, it, it weighs on the team mentally. Well, it weighs on the user mentally. Well, going down seven zero. Going down early in the game, knowing that you're not getting the ball at half, it kind of weighs that you've got to get something going. Like, it kind of weighs on you that, you know, I had a first three and out. Now i got to start doing something. I can't go three and out again. If he goes up 14 nothing, I keep forward, and he's getting the ball at half. There's more pressure added onto the case. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying, but you just create a whole bunch of unnecessary pressure for you. You create a whole bunch of unnecessary what? You kind of get that pressure. Answer. Yeah, unnecessary pressure. I understand that. Because you got this, bro. These minutes in this quarters are so long, bro, that you can go three and out, bro, and be down twenty, bro, and still, and still be able to come out with a W, bro. I didn't see it with my own. It's not that much of a rush, but I ain't give you no more. Yeah, yeah I, I understand that. But um, yeah, let's jump into the games this week. Uh, we're not gonna over overdo it. Um. How do you, uh, Hefe, you got the week up? Yeah, yeah, we can go. So, um, first game of the week, we have the Buffalo Bills beating the Atlanta Falcons 35-23. to um, Both quarterbacks had pretty good stats. Desmond Ritter, 21 for 32, two TDs, one touchdown. Josh Allen, 23 for 28, two TDs, one touchdown. Uh, both of them threw for 300-plus yards. Uh, no interceptions from the both of them? Yeah, one interception each. From the oh, what else you got for stats before I cut in? I can't, I can't hear you. What else you got for stats before I cut in? Um, I mean, you just have Kyle Pitts with the normal five receptions, 98 yards, one TD. And DJ Shark had a game, six catches, 153 yards, and one touchdown. So those are the main stats in the game. What's, what's interesting about that, I don't know if anybody's uh, – I've done AR, so I kind of know what he's got over there in the defensive backfield. Besides A.J. Terrell, all the corners are fast for um, for Greeny, 
but they're like 5'10", five, 5'9". Five, they're all small as shit. So DJ Chark being 6'4 and fast, it's no surprise that he was able to take advantage of that, uh, you know, that, that small defense, that small defensive backfield. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean that's that's the trend. Uh, I mean, last, last Madden, Madden twenty two, we saw the trend being that big receivers and the, the jump ball wasn't as, as aggressive last year, but we did see a trend of big receivers being in and more so route running over speed last man. And this man, you really see that big receivers are all the way in with and with the jump ball being very aggressive and the attributes of route running coming way more into play. So. If you got that and you have a small DB, man, you're really setting yourself up uh, for failure. And I think you got a lot of people still going up for those interceptions with those big receivers when you should be trying to swat the ball. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, honestly, um, I, don't know, I don't know what plays, but I, I feel personally like playing the receiver plays the, the jump ball a little bit better. But, you know, to each their own. If you want to go for a swat, go for a swat. Uh, sometimes playing the receiver also plays better, especially if they don't get the catch in traffic. Um, it could play a lot better against uh, those jump balls. Um, you talking yeah. about like, those one-on-one situations, no? Yeah, those one-on-one situations. Bro, I, bro, I didn't got mauled so many times, bro. Like, and I feel like just clicking on and pressing square is just the easiest way to just not get mossed. I'm gonna be honest. I'm with Hefe right there because, like, there's so many instances where, like, you let the AI just do it, and random number generator happens, and you're fucked. You know, so yeah, yeah. So you know, uh, when it comes to the Bills, they're now two and one. They lost one game inside the division uh, last week. Uh, they lost to the uh, Miami Dolphins, thirty-five to twenty-seven, but bounced back with another win. They beat the Bengals week one, so that's a quality win. Uh, what do we what do we see for the uh, the Buffalo Bills? And I I definitely want to get your opinion on it, John, as well. Um, I haven't watched him enough to make a decision on that, but do we do instead of be able to you know get out of his own way? Um, the team's still good. He still has a really good team with an eighty-seven overall, but he just hasn't been able to put it together. Do you think this yeah. is a Put it together. Uh, I don't know if it's the season he put it together because he's still, you know, I think he, he, him and Q played and Q uh, took another game. Um, and with with the improvement, even, you know, we're going over the Jets game. It didn't look great last night, but I, I, I think uh, with the improvement of the Jets team, it's going to make it that much harder. I mean, I, I see the Bills finishing second or third in that division right now. I'm not sure if he, you know, if that division is in two, then, then great, he'll be in the playoffs. But I don't know if he is going to overtake Q just yet. How do you feel about him, John? Have you uh, paid attention to any of the Bills games or looked over any Bills games? Yeah, I mean, it seems like he's playing. He's definitely playing better. Like I said, he was one of the top five teams that improved over the offseason. So his, his roster is definitely in a better position. Um, I think he's being a little bit more careful uh, with Josh Allen throwing the ball, uh, relying on the run a little bit more. His offensive line is in a better position. So, um, you know, we were seeing uh, the type of football we expect to see from uh, T-Bandit. I just don't know if he's, um, you know, how well he's putting that passing game together yet. I think that still remains to be seen. 
Yeah, you you like to see if you know you're trying to make a difference in that division. You like to see him win against the Dolphins uh, last week, but you know you come out with a loss, but it's only one game. You get another game against the Dolphins, and you got the rest of your division games. So, uh, yeah. so um, we'll see how he performs in the division, but this is a good win. But the Falcons now move to zero and three, and there's really no excuse for the Falcons anymore. Um, for me personally, the Falcons have uh, the uh, 87, 88. Uh, there's no reason that he shouldn't be competing or winning some of these games, uh, especially if you're going to be a good user, you know, uh, a good user in that division. You got to win that game. You got to win against the, the Saints week one. You got to try to beat the Panthers week two. You had your own division back to back. Come out with two losses, and then you have to face the Bills who, who are playing well. And now you're sitting there 0-3 within this division. But the good news, he is in the NFC South. So that means even at 0-3, you could still come back and make a difference in that division. Well, losing two division games is not a good look. I just yeah, got trailed by Falcons. I'm I'm very surprised at Greeny being 0-3. Uh, I mean, with with you 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 would expect him to at least be two and one with that team uh, where he has the team at right now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, he's developed those players. I know he does AR. You know, he should be in a position to where that, that team is performing much better than what it, what it really is. So I'm actually surprised, um, especially with the schedule, you know, playing two division opponents um, at the start, you know. And it's tough, you know, it's division opponents. They know what, you know, you know what they like to do. They know what you like to do. But having that team at the overall should have put them over the hump. So the 0-3 start uh, is it actually really surprising to me for uh, Greeny. Mm-hmm. How about you, uh, Drama and uh, LQ? How do you guys feel about the Falcons? In my opinion, uh, Greeny has always been pretty mid to me. So this isn't really surprising. But, oh, sign that. but as far as the 0-3 start, I think you got to take it for what it is. He played a division opponent, got blown out by 23, and then played another a division opponent game, lost by three. And then he played a, a, against a decent to good user, and he lost by 12. So, I mean, I'm not really expecting much from him. He can do all the dev that he wants, but he has to put it on the field. He has to not <clears throat> run what everybody else runs. You know, he has to find out who he is, so. That's I mean, my, my bad. I made mean, a step on you now. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was just saying I agree with that. And uh, the funny thing is he has the best team in the division right now. On paper, he, he is the highest overall, 87 overall. Uh, Saints, 86. Panthers, 85. And then the Bucks, I think, were 83 overall. The Bucks are 85, something like that. They were they were lower than him, uh, yeah, but so I just want to add that in there as well. I will say this: he built them up, though, because I'm pretty sure the Falcons were not this good coming into the cycle. So I mean, it's, it's so, it's like, you know, a team get built like that, but you know, it not be able to put it to fruition. Almost like how <laughs> some real life teams are. Yeah, so it, it, he did a good job building that team. And now it's built, though. You, you got really have no excuses. Guy, drop what were you going to say? Nah, I was just going to say, uh, kind of piggybacking off what um, 
what Noble has said. We kind of know, we've come to know what to expect uh, from Falcons and the limitations that exist in his gameplay. And I just don't think um, adding a bunch of superstar pieces on offense is going to change that. It's like, um, you know, I think the the you know the mo is out on him. It's just you take away certain things, or you know, saying not allowed to run to go too crazy, then you could kind of put him in the box and force him to make some bad decisions. And I think that's just what his, uh, especially if you're in a division with him and you play him a certain amount of time, you're gonna see all that he's capable of. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. with Kyle Pitts, Jonathan Taylor, you know what I'm saying? All of those uh, athletes flying around on defense. Um, he's just still not really able to put together a solid attack on offense, and I think that's what's been his detriment. I don't think his defense is the issue or the problem. I think um, he's been giving uh, the defenses a lot of short fields, um, and he's just not able to really uh, capitalize. You know, he's not really able to take advantage of those skilled players on offense because of the way that he plays. Like, so on the season, Devin Ritter's five touchdowns, six interceptions. Jonathan Taylor only has 202 rushing yards through three games. You know what I'm saying? And that's just not, that's not conducive to winning football. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, guys just, you know, guys have to, the, the beautiful thing about PML is you have to make adjustments. You can't just keep running the same bullshit over and over back to back and think okay. that it's going to work. And guys who have been less uh, able to adapt year after year, you know, by the time season four rolls around, a lot of times we'd have caught up to your shit. And, you, you know, if you can't adjust, then you're just going to be, you know, uh, hanging around the bottom quarters of the league until the next cycle goes around and you can pretend to reinvent yourself. That, that's an excellent point. And uh, the funny thing is, you know, Greeny and uh, Burn in that division, I found to be uh, the fallen type, the ultra repetitive same type of thing you're going to see same type of looks that he wants um and i think that's the main reason why this division has been a time uh, for those because he's a great defensive he must have like photographic memory because he always takes away the first and second the only person I really gave any uh, chance to be to the division is somebody that I feel mixes it up and tries to give you different looks compared to the rest of them. I just wanted to point that out for uh, the box in the next game. Uh, what's the next game, Matthew? Uh, the next game, we have the Ravens beating up on the New York Jets 50-15. to Lamar Jackson, 10 for 13, three TDs, zero interceptions, 187 yards. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 16 for 25, 203 yards, one TD, but three interceptions. Um, And Gibbs in the Revenge game, 14 carries for 104 yards. Um, So those are the main stats. A.T. Perry did his thing, three receptions, 98 yards. Two of those receptions went for TDs. So it was not a good day for the New York Jets. Oh, definitely, definitely not a good day. Um, you know, coming out with a loss there. Uh, it's a, it's a weird it's a weird start of the season for the Jets. Uh, blown out. Uh, pretty much blows somebody out. I mean, he won 
I think 34 to 17. So you could kind of say beat him by two plus scores. Uh, blow somebody, uh, gets blown out, you know, has a pretty dominating win and gets blown out again. It's, it's a real interesting season so far for the Jets. How do we feel about the Jets? You know, uh, looking at the three games, you, you beat Wimmy by 17, you get blown out week one, you get blown out. If you're the Jets, how are you feeling about your season? And also, how do you feel about the Jets from your perspective? Um, I'll start with you, Hathaway. Uh, Right now, if I'm the Jets, I'm not feeling really good. I mean, you went up against a really, really good uh, Baltimore team with a good user. But with your team being where it is right now and the addition of Patrick Mahomes, even if you lost that game, you want to see a better showing from Patrick Mahomes. Um, so he played a very good game against Wimmy. Um but then to come back and, and do this against the, the, the Ravens. And if you take an L, you take an L. It is what it is. And we've all get we've all gotten blown out. That that is what it is. But you want to see at least see you don't want to see three interceptions with Patrick Mahomes. You know, that that's what you don't want to see. And so he has some work to do uh with, with those Jets because he has the team to compete. He he definitely has one of the uh, teams for that. I mean that defense is crazy. Um great weapons on offense. He just has to put it together now. Um, I kind of want to piggyback off of uh, Hefe because I went back and looked at that Commanders game. He had three defensive touchdowns that game. That's not gonna. That's not sustainable through a whole season. You know, everybody oh, wow. knows that. And so, I mean, to, to if he wants to have a good season, he has to play good with Patrick Mahomes. And I've had Pat Mahomes as a quarterback in. Madden franchise, and he makes a ton of bad throws just all on the random. So I don't know if he's going to be able to, you know, counteract with that. But, I mean, he has a very good backfield, in my opinion. I think he should think about using that to the, you know, most of his ability to eliminate that. But he's not going to win any game throwing three, four picks a game with Mahomes. I'll tell you that. Uh, drama, how do you feel? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I, I can speak from experience. When you're adjusting and adapting to having, you know, different weapons on your offense, it could kind of throw you for a loop because some of those plays that Trevor Lawrence was making, Patrick Mahomes is more than capable. But because of that, you can kind of overcompensate. And I think that's what's been happening with the Jets offense so far. I mean, I don't think, regardless of the makeup of the team, I don't think the Jets is really competing with uh, – Baltimore and what King K has been able to do. Um, I think we all also we spoke about um, Greeny. I think we could say the same thing about Fallen. He's kind of one of those guys that has a way of playing the game. So regardless of what the players and the team that he's able to compile, you know we kind of know what to expect. And so um, even though he has Claypool, even though he has Mahomes, even though he went and got Jameer Gibbs, um, if he's not playing. Just sticking to what worked for him, running the ball, throwing it short to the running back, trying to get the tight end on those streaks. Um, he may be trying to do more than what he's used to because he has Mahomes, and that's what's getting him uh, jammed up and put in the bad positions. Yeah, I, 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 I'm piggybacking off that because I agree with you. I don't think uh, when the, the trade happened, um, Mahomes going to the Jets, it didn't really strike fear because – Fallen's going to make the same reads and do the same things. So, 
it's not necessary for him to really get Pat Mahomes, and Pat Mahomes ain't gonna move the needle anymore uh, than what he has. Now, if he, you know, the, you know, uh, DK Metcalf, uh, Tyreek Hill, or you know, a wide receiver that could really uh, stretch the defense, then you know that's a different story. But based on where he is now and the way he, he plays, uh, you know, Pat Mahomes really didn't move the needle. He was, I, I think he was actually stronger with somebody like Keith Mitchell out the backfield. Um, but that's just how I feel personally. And now he's down uh, one and two in that division. Uh, Q is two two and zero. Oh, might be two and one. Might be three and zero. Oh, who knows? Because it's a CPU game. Uh, it's just an interesting, uh, interesting thing to you know drop uh, some of these games, even though they are tough opponents. You know, you're playing the the Ravens, and uh, I mean the Chargers. He probably chalked up to win, and he wasn't able to come out with a win. So. It's interesting to see what's going to happen with these Jets and AFC. So what's the next one? And that's and that's and I'll say one more thing before we move off that. And that's the thing about <laughs> getting a, a player like uh, Pat Mahomes. You, you if you you get a player like that and you have to be disciplined. I watched some of this game and um, it was at the beginning of the game and Fallen had a great drive going. He was in the red zone and he threw a corner out. And when I saw when I saw him release the ball in my head, I go, "That's a pick." Be, which it ended up being because I'm looking at the route. It's it's nowhere near open. So, you know, if you if you already had a problem making reads, you know, uh, you know, a quarterback will will help you out only so much. And I'm looking at the throw, and I'm just like, why picking the end zone? And Baltimore came out and got it on the twenty. So you have to, you know, when you get certain players, especially quarterbacks with abilities, man, you got to, you have to be uh, disciplined and not let them, like Drama said, overtake your play calling and and your sense of being playing within yourself. I mean, that quarterback is to enhance what you already know what to do. Don't you know? Don't try to go forcing it and 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 doing what he's doing with it because that it just wasn't good. And uh, yeah, before we move on to the uh, the next game too, um, there was an interesting point that uh, LQ brought up. That offense has looked terrible ever since adding Patrick Mahomes. Um, apparently, because the one game he put up points, it was against the the Washington Commanders, and the Commanders had uh, the three turnovers for touchdowns. So he provided three touchdowns for the defense. So that's twenty one out of the thirty four points. So the offense technically only put up thirteen points. You you don't even know if that was on short field. So the offense for the the New York Jets have looked absolutely. Uh, egregious so far, kind of like where the Patriots are. So it's very interesting. The next thing. Real quick, the Ravens, good win for the Ravens. Uh, what are they now, 2-1? and one? You know, after losing one. to the Browns. Yeah, they two lost to the Browns week one. So, you know, that division looks like it might be up for grabs. So a hell of a job by him, you know, coming out with a win. And now he's going to see if uh, he can beat the Browns next next go around. Yeah, that's, that's going to definitely be a good division to watch. Do you do you think Doc is here to stay? Um, you know, he beat the Ravens, then he beat the Patriots. Um, do you think Doc is going to be in the race towards the end of the season? Just real quick, uh, how do you feel, FA? Do you think he's going to be there? I mean, I, I, I like what I've seen from him so far. You know, the jury's still out just because of the way that he ended last season. I think if he ended last season strong and started this season strong, people are like, okay, yeah, he's here to stay. So um, I think, you know, PML, it's a long season, and mentally it can be tough. So, uh, you know, I, I want to wait to that back half of the season to see how he's playing. Um, 
to, to see before I really give that judgment. Because it's really the back half. You know, the beginning of the season, everybody's excited. But when life gets hit, when life hits you, you got stuff to do. Then you got to try to fit PML in. Then you got to try to fit content in. Then you got to play your games. And those back-to-back hits you. Then you go. So then, you know, then we'll uh, pass judgment. But for right now, if you ask me right now, you know, I like what he's doing right now. You got to give it to him. LQ, you think you think he's going to be sticking around for uh, for the full season? Oh, not sticking around like in the league, but sticking for the division. Um, <clears throat> in my opinion, I think winning winning those games are huge. You know, to uh, set yourself, give yourself some type of leeway, especially in the division like that, because you know you got Hammy and you got E. You know, those are two front runners every year in the AFC. You got to be real. So I mean, I don't know if he has enough to be able to be somewhere, you know, close to those two guys, you know. But I I like the way he plays and how he's um he's dominated and he you know he's won he's won his first two games so he has a chance he just has to keep keep coming with it every week. He he's definitely got a chance. Um, uh, how do you feel about it, uh, Drama? I don't know if you catched any Browns games, but um, how do you feel about the Browns' chances of sticking around in the AFC North? I mean, the, the dude's solid, man. I ain't going to lie. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the boy Doc be playing. He did uh, say uh, when he went, introduced himself in the barbershop that he was one of those kind of guys that was, you know, very competitive and was used to winning. You know what I'm saying? And so he's come in uh, early in the season, and he's done that establish himself against a couple guys, but um a lot of a lot of guys when they first come into PML they could be flashes in the pan. You know what I'm saying? We just don't really uh catch on to what they're doing. So he's got the luxury of being, you know, fresh fish. You know what I mean? Like he's we don't know we don't we haven't learned them yet. You know what I'm saying? But let him get a couple more wins under his belt. People are gonna start tuning in, watching his games and seeing what he does and what his tendencies are. And that's when the real test of PML comes for you, but to come into, I mean, it's still early. It's only three games in the season, but if he's able to be competitive in that division with the Ravens and the uh, Bengals already being established, already having built their teams, and he's coming in with their year four roster that was really suffering under all of the instability in Cleveland, that's just going to be impressive. You know what I'm saying? But it's still very early, too early in my opinion, to determine anything or to decide um, how how far he's going to be able to go, but I've been impressed so far. This game against yeah. Tammy is going to really show. You know, that's going to be a good game. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's oh, going to be a huge game for for him. It's going to be – okay. I was going to say, I want to say this. I think he has the cornerback room, too, to be able to compete with those teams, too, because, you know, those, those Ravens and those Bengals have probably, like, you know, probably the best receiving cores in the, in the league. And, you know, with Travis Hunter and Denzel Ward and – Greg, what's his name? Greg, uh, I don't know his last name, but with those dudes, yeah, they could really, he could really get them, give them boys some tough matchup problems if you really think about it. Yeah, uh, you know, from just playing him personally, uh, he uses that defensive backfield to the best of his ability. He, he sends a lot of heat, plays a lot of cover zero, and he, he dares you to beat him somehow, some way. And, uh, you know, he, he gets a lot of pressure and, um, and it also helps against the run because, you know, you send all those extra bodies towards towards the line of scrimmage. It also clogs up some of those holes. So he's, he's using that defensive backfield, and it kind of I kind of understood the thought process after he took Travis Hunter where, where he's trying to lean. Um, 
What's uh what's the next game, Hefe? Uh next game you have we spoke about it a little bit. You have the Colts forty five over the Houston Texans thirty one. Um you had uh, Ewers seventeen for twenty three, four touchdowns, one interception. Yeah, Kyler Murray twenty one for thirty five, two TDs, four interceptions. Uh, Kamara had a good day on the ground, too many attempts, 141 yards and one TD. And Paris Campbell uh, and Brock Bowers both had 108 yards and two TD, two TD touchdowns apiece. And Collins had a good game with eight catches for 163 yards. Now uh, I want to I want to talk to you, Drama. Uh, I had the in the pre-show, he wanted to be on the show, but he had to go to work. But he was on the pre-show, and he brought up he did the red zone. He brought up that that score was not indicative on how the game was going. It was kind of like the Chargers game where you were actually, um, he said that you were down big, and you know towards the end of the game there was some garbage time interceptions and stuff like that, because that kind of made that score look a little closer. Uh, and I just want you to speak on that, and also speak on the the game in general. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I think the game was um, 31-7 at halftime. So this is what happened. I got into a 20-0 hole early because I said um, I threw an interception on the first drive. I was all user. He, he made a good read, made a bad pass. Um, I went downfield. I was in field goal range, but I went for it on fourth down. He batted the pass down, and he drove down. He kicked the field goal. He was up 10 nothing. And I came down. I'm driving the ball. Um, that's what I the damn – uh, what's that shit called? The momentum affected me being able to see the icons over my receivers. I had two guys wide open in the middle of the field. Press triangle thinking it was going to be the guy from the left-hand side going across to the right. But because it was a five-wide play, triangle ended up being a tight end who was on a fucking uh, a flat route. So he threw the ball, just a goofy-ass throw to the sideline. The linebacker picked it off, took it for a touchdown. I was down 17-0. Drove the ball down the field. Uh, got, you know what I'm saying? Got down the field. Out, um, I forget how I turned the ball over. My back, I think I punted it. After, after he scored 17-0, I went three and I punted it. He drove down the field, got a field goal. It was fucking 20 to nothing. Then I drive down the field and get ready to fucking uh, kick the ball. For I, I guess like twenty seconds, like thirty seconds on the clock. I go to kick a field goal. The motherfucker blocked the blocked the field goal, running back for a touchdown. Matter of fact, it was twenty four nothing at that point. I kick a field. I go to kick the field goal to go down twenty one to twenty four. I mean, go down twenty four to three going into halftime. He blocked the field goal, take it back for a touchdown. He's up thirty one nothing. And twenty seconds left on the clock. I drive down twenty seconds. I score a touchdown before halftime at seven to thirty one at halftime. He come out second half. He got the ball. We get a fumble on the first play. We go down. We score. We kick a field goal. Like no, score a touchdown. Go for two. Miss it. It's thirteen thirty one. He gets the ball. He driving. Boom. We get another turnover. But our field kick a field goal is sixteen thirty one. At sixteen thirty one, I believe he scored another touchdown. Like on he went the next drive. So after two turnovers back to back, the third drive he goes. First two downs, we shut him down to run. Third down and long. I fucking um, I think I called one of those uh, cover sixes, but with the slot blitz. So it's, it's two man, uh, two deep, two men deep. I got uh the corner on the right hand side is playing in the flat, and the motherfucker um 
gets the he gets the streak up the right hand side up the right hand side of the field. Oh, I think I might have did a, a cover four, oh, but the safety fucking didn't hang with the tight end. The tight end got downfield. Anyway, he got a bomb for a touchdown. He got a touchdown. He went up. I think it was 30, oh, 38 to fucking 16. We get the ball. I'm driving. He gets an interception. He scores again. He's up 45 to 16. And then I got two touchdowns after that. And so I think we ended up the score was 31 to 45. So he dominated. I mean, it, it might have looked dominant because he got out to a lead early because of my – it was a pick six and a fumble return. I mean, a field goal block for a touchdown. That was the difference in the game. But it's not like the Colts dominated the game or, you know, we couldn't get off the field. We just fucking um, made some bad reads early, got behind the damn eight ball and just wasn't able to, you know what I'm saying – uh, re, re, recapture the momentum. That's all. Yeah. So I, I just wanted a quick rundown of that, and um, you know, that's a that's a good one for the Colts to back out, a back a bounce back after losing to the 49ers, which had to be a tough loss to take. Uh, you know, because I think he probably had that penciled in as a win. Um, you know, you get the divisional opponent. Now you haven't been able to beat the the uh, Colts this this cycle yet. Yeah, I think you had what four, five games now, drama against the Colts. This is shit. This is um, this is my third season. Yeah, that's the fifth game I lost to him. But I promise y'all, he's not doing shit special, bro. Like that's what I'm saying. Okay, if me, me and Colts, I think we had a place now where we could kind of be realistic with one another. His gameplay on offense is not. It's very. Big players, like it's, it depends on big plays. And in the previous matchup, the last one we played last season, I was stopping that shit. It's just I got away from what works on my offense. Like I know what works on offense against him, but a lot of times when I line up and I see all those stars on the field, I do shit that's different because I'm thinking too much. If I play my game on offense, it's nothing that I can't do against him. Then on defense, I gotta, I got, can't give him the big plays, but he's got Brock Bowers. He's got motherfucking um, whoever the fuck that receiver is with the star under him. Like, he's made big plays, bro, so I can't hate on him. I can't, you know, I can't talk down on him because he's been beating me five times in a row. But it ain't like, oh, man, he's so much better than me. It's like the same shit with uh, Z-Star and fucking the Rams. It's like the way that the Rams plays – it makes it difficult, but it's not like the motherfucker really good. It's like, come on, bro. You got these fucking stars and shit running around like, okay, you scheming to get them open, but it ain't like that shit is intelligent football. At least that's how I feel about it. I'm be honest with y'all. I play the Colts. I don't, it's not like, oh man, I can't stop it. It's like, bro, that shit's it's rinky dink, but it works. And he has the players to execute it and he's beating me with it. So I can't say shit, but it ain't like, Oh man, this guy is so much better than me. Fuck out of here. Now, now we got John's opinion. How do you feel about it, uh, FA? You know, you know how we always say, man, styles make fights. And what's going on right now is just, uh, you know, you got the combination of drama trying to learn what Kyler Murray can and can't do. And the fact that for some reason, um, and drama just mentioned it, the Colts just 
have been able to come out on the victory. So it's, it could be one of those things because they're both good coaches, both good users. And right now, Styles just make fights. And right now, uh, the Colts are getting the better of them. But they play at least three more times this cycle. Um, and we'll see if drama can kind of even it out a little bit. But uh, right now, um, it's just working. It's just going in the Colts' favor. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's interesting matchup to keep an eye on. Uh, how do you feel, Q? In my opinion, drama, I feel like there should be no reason why you ain't running the ball like 30 times a game, especially if Kamara running like that. That's the only thing I got to say. But I understand you you started off, you started off down early, so I get that part. I get that. But I know I just know that you know you didn't see you didn't see them a lot of times and five times in a row is a, is just a lot of times just to just to um, not be somebody. I just believe I believe that eventually, eventually somebody gonna have to make an adjustment. I just hope it's not uh you. Yeah, so uh it's interesting. Uh one thing I wanted I want to circle back real quick to the Jets and the, the Ravens. There was some controversy at the end of the game where the Ravens <laughs> ran in a touchdown <laughs> while up forty five to I forgot what I don't even know what the final score was, but it was forty five to a lot. I mean a little. And um, he he brought up, oh, I wasn't calling timeouts. So, and then Kieran, you know, had his own argument where he's like, I didn't know you were calling timeouts, which I don't blame. I usually, if you don't know they're calling timeouts, you run the ball first out. If they don't call timeout, then you nail it out. So I don't know that what the exact play was. I don't know if anybody's seen the exact play, um, but I just wanted to bring that up. Did anybody see the exact play? No, nah, but I saw a uh, key uh, trolling in. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it was a whole thing between that and with that. I, I, if it was just running the ball, not your opponent's calling timeouts, then, you know, you, Fallen's really doesn't, doesn't have a case. Next time, play better run defense. Um, what's, uh, what's the next game, uh, FA? Next game, we have, uh, and I know we were speaking about jump balls earlier. We have the Broncos 51 to 17 over the Chargers. Um, we have uh, Simpson uh, thir- 10 for 13, 196 yards, one TD, and one interception. We have Justin Herbert 20 for 38, 299 yards, two TDs, but he threw five interceptions. Um, Robertson thir- 32 rushes, 109. 139 yards, uh, three TDs, and uh, Albert O, five catches, 134 yards with one TD. Now, I don't know if this is a, a misconception, but I don't think he highballs every every time. I think he throws, and he, he, he reminds me of drama. He reminds me a little bit of drama, what he used to do, and he probably still does. No, 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 no. I'm going to stop you right there. He highballs. He yeah, I'm gonna stop you right there. He, which is cool, it is what it is. But he, he, he definitely highballs, and, and I'm not. And let me preface: I'm not saying it that there's anything wrong with. It. I'm just saying no, he highballs. He, that's how he throws the ball, and it's, it's been working for him. But he definitely. He, oh, so he's, it's he's, a, it's he's, a legit, like you see at the bottom screen, high point or whatever it's called. Yeah, because yeah, you see, he, he, he said because he he brought up that he just aggressive catches. And sometimes yeah. that what I was gonna say is that he just his receiver and aggressive catches. Like he doesn't let it. He doesn't really rack. He doesn't really possess and catch. He stops the receiver, comes back to the ball, and 
uh, aggressive catches. No, no, he he because he and I played first game of the season, and I yeah. I'd heard stories that you know I see in chat about highballing. And I said, all right, you know, I went in there and he was highballing me. I even told him I was like, yo, I heard about it. I hit him in DM. I was like, yo, I heard about your highball. You know, you you, you legit. He says like, yeah, that's all I do. I highball, and I you know it's like I run and I throw highballs. So he admitted, and it's nothing. There's nothing wrong with it. But uh, he has it down to a science, and he's good with it. And I even watched some of that game last night. And I I wasn't playing it, but I was frustrated for uh, HD just because I was like, God damn, like he's killing them with these high balls right now. <laughs> and I'm telling you, if, if, if he's one-on-one, he's throwing that high ball and, and made the best man get it. And he has a 6'3 receiver over there, and he has Alberto at 6'5. And those high balls are coming out. And, you know, like I said, I watched some of the game, you know, so he was doing his thing there. And it kind of snowballed on HD. Uh, I want to say um, Broncos scored and it was towards the beginning of the game. And if I'm remembering it correctly, if I don't have my game mixed up, um, HD came out for a kick return and then he fumbled and the Broncos recovered it. And it just went down and the game just kind of snowballed on. Um, then I, I saw one of the picks that HD threw. Um, he kind of threw it right into coverage. Um, so not only did, you know, his it was his offense clicking, the Broncos uh, clicking on all cylinders on defense, and it was just kind of one of those things that snowballed on HD, and then, you know, Broncos capitalized on it and did his thing and, you know, came out with that victory. But but I'm going to stop. He he highballs. It's 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 not – I'm trying. That's the thing. He needs seven frustrated as hell. It's frustrating as hell. Playing him, I played listen, him. I was like, listen, man, I can't wait for this game to be over. Listen, he, he says, I don't high pass. I throw jump balls but not the high pass. So, like I said, he just clicks on an aggressive catch. He comes back to the ball a little bit, where it's a jump ball, and he aggressive catches. And uh, when I played him, that's how I felt. He, it kind of reminded me of what Drama uh, used to do in past patterns, uh, just come back to the ball and, you know, uh, make a uh, play with him as a user. So, I see it, and I see why it's successful. It is, it is tough to stop unless you're Unless you use her and come back to the ball with them, uh, because it's gonna be it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an easy catch on most cases for wide receivers. Um, what's your uh, two cents on it? How do you guys feel about the Chargers um, and his ability to bounce back? Um, and also, how do you feel about the Broncos who dropped two straight but finally get off, uh, get out with a win against a divisional opponent? Good, uh, LQ. I'm gonna say this. Um... HD said that he broke his monitor, bro. So give him an excuse on this one. That's why he lost. Oh, he broke his monitor within the game. Yeah, he broke his he broke his monitor, so he was playing on a different monitor. Yeah, I, like after half the game was up, up and he was down by whatever. It, it wasn't during the, it wasn't at the beginning of the game. So there's really no excuse to it. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about a drama? You know, you just played you just played uh, HD. Uh, do you think he, he has a good chance to bounce back? How do you feel about it? Yeah, no, nah, the problem with the Chargers is he has a high-risk, high-reward type of gameplay on offense and on defense. And it was more than just the high balls that did uh, the Chargers in. Uh, the Broncos played stellar defense. Broncos was getting interceptions left and right. Um, the couple of passes that I did see, Kadarius Tony get his ass got lit up. He fumbled the ball. Like, Denver just played a good, solid game, and that's the thing. I mean, again, PML, people, once we learn tendencies, we know how to adjust and adapt. You know what I'm saying? That game last week against the 
Chargers that I lost absolutely was because of his his uh, high risk high reward type of defense. He brought a lot of pressure. Damn, they brought six on every play. If I adjust and I keep the tight end in, keep running back in, my wide receivers are better than his corners. I may be able to get some big plays. You know what I'm saying? But didn't make the adjustment. He's playing that high risk high reward. And he had a lot of sacks, caused a lot of pressures, maybe have a lot of errant throws. He got interceptions and was able to take them back for touchdowns. So um, Broncos clearly saw that was coming. He's played this guy several times this cycle. Broncos didn't allow for the blitz to get there, didn't allow for that attacking defense uh, to throw his quarterback off kilter. He made his passes, made his plays, got his high balls, and then played solid defense. And so, yeah, week to week, you know, that's what I meant when I talked about the parity in the league. Anybody is liable to catch you slipping um, if you're not executing your game plan. So shout out to the Broncos for getting it done. Also, Broncos lost a really tough game last week against the Cowboys. Like, uh, Broncos did it with well, two weeks ago, I think it was. Broncos did his thing in that game. Uh, just gave it away at the end, threw a bad interception. You know what I'm saying? So he could easily be uh, two and one. I don't know what the last. I don't know what his last week's game was like, but. You know, he's definitely a solid cat, you know what I'm saying? Even though he's the only guy with a, uh, no superstars on his team, he's letting it be seen that, you know, you don't need all those bells and whistles to be effective in his game plan. Yeah, he lost yes. a heartbreaker to the uh, – he lost a heartbreaker to the Cowboys. Uh, then he also lost another heartbreaker on last minute to, to the Eagles. So he could easily be uh, 3-0 and at this point. Um, sometimes that's the way the ball bounces, but he could definitely be 3-0 and at this point. So, you know. He's, you know, yeah, I think he's geared up to make a run for the division this year. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with the Broncos moving forward in uh, in the Chargers because uh, this is uh, he's feeling confident going to this game. This is a tough loss. Uh, will he have the mental fortitude to just bounce back and forget about this loss after breaking his monitor and all that good stuff? Um, any other games, Hafe? Yeah. So the last game that was played, uh, San Francisco 49ers be- beating the Pittsburgh Steelers 42 to 33. Uh, Malik Murphy, 13 for 25, 210 yards, two TDs, but three interceptions. Trey Lance, 13 for 21, 317 yards, three TDs, uh, no interceptions. And the only other real st- relevant stat is Justin Skinner, uh, or Jonathan, whatever his name is, Skinner, five receptions, uh, ten yards, uh, one TD. Uh, 49ers 3-0. Uh, still is 0-3. Um, uh, a lot of, lot of 30, almost 40 games. Uh, 37 games to be exact. And uh, you have one win to show for it. And that one win was against uh, Miles, of all people, when he was the Browns. I mean, it's 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 not looking. It's not looking good. You got to shoot. What's his record? He is one in thirty-three in his last thirty-four. Uh, no, one in thirty-six in his last thirty-seven games, and that one win was on a safety that wasn't a safety in OT against Miles, all people who couldn't fight his way out of a paper bag uh, when he was in the league. So, that being said, I don't know what to expect from the Steelers. Um, I don't even know what the Steelers expect from the Steelers at this point. Um, and 49ers are three. Again, out to a good start in that division. He's like, I think Hefe, you mentioned it on the last show. He always comes out to a good start. He's got a 
uh, maintain that. Oh, no, it was Cook that mentioned it. He's always like four and two in the division race um, by week seven, but uh, can't maintain that that pace of play. Or you know, as people start to come into form, his form kind of flatlines. Um, but yeah, just your opinion on the Steelers and your opinion on the Forty ers real quick, FA, um, after this game. Um. You know, like you know, like like um, like I said before, I think it was a few breakfast shows before when we spoke about the Steelers. Um, it's you know every year, you know every season, this cycle he's come out with a brand new team. You know what I mean, like completely brand new team because of the, the, the trades, the Will and the Dylan. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't know how much more there 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 is to say. He just has to right now just lock in and play better. I mean, you know, you know, the thing is, his 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 scores are pretty much on par with with with, with the rest of the league. Like he's not getting blown out, and he's in games, and he's playing relatively okay defense. His offense just doesn't allow. His offense just isn't moving. It's not clicking for him on offense right now for whatever reason. So he's not getting blown out. He's not getting you know, just like 63 to 15, 42 to 7 every game. Like, he's putting up points. He's causing turnovers on defense. His offense is just not helping him out. And whatever offense that he's been running, it's not working for him um, right now. And he needs to go ahead and figure out what works for him, whether he needs to play, you know, have more protection, you know, fewer men out on the routes to give him time to learn um, how to read coverages, to uh, come up with better route schemes. Um, it's just not clicking on offense. And, you know, if it's not clicking on offense and you keep going three and out and giving the ball back, it's only so many times you can stop him on defense and the speed of score ends up what it is. So he just need what he needs to do is play with this team and then next year – you know, have the same team next season so he can understand what his players can do. Like, you know what you can do with certain receivers. You know, like with CD, I know I can throw it one-on-one and I can take control of him because he, I can get control of him faster than I can with Malik Knows. Malik Knows doesn't turn around as fast as CD. But with CD, I know I can throw it up. I can get control of the CD and I can come down with that ball. I can't do that with Malik Knows. So you got to know certain things that you can do with certain players. Like 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 uh Ravens. Raven knows like if I see one on one with Malik Perry, I can use that big body and I can and I can and I can come down with it. You gotta know who you can click on and and yeah, AT Perry, you gotta know who you can click on and do aggressive things with and you and who you can't. If you treat everybody every player on your team the same, which the Steelers is doing because he doesn't know them, if you if you treat them all the same, that's how you end up doing what you're doing. You gotta know who you can throw it to, who I can take a chance to, who I can take a risk to. And he just he hasn't figured that out yet because he has a freaking new team every time he steps on the field. So, you know, that that's my two cents on it. But he just he got he has to get uh, better with that. Uh LQ. Yo. Uh just your your take on the Steelers and the 49ers. 49ers is three and oh. And like I said, the Steelers are one and thirty six in the slash thirty seven. Um you know, I'm gonna be honest, man. I feel like if we use the coaching carousel right, like, I think he would be he would be on there, but that's just that's just not competitive for the league at all. Like being one in thirty, you know, I'm sure he does a lot of great things for the league, you know, with sports books and things of that nature, you know. But that's just that's just bad, and 
I don't think you can possibly blame it on a team that bad that you, you know, have that record. Um, A-Rod's always, to me, A-Rod's always been mid, so I'm not really surprised, but I don't even know what you can tell him to make to make any change, you know. Stop throwing three interceptions a game, I guess, you know, maybe that might give you a better chance, but I just, I just believe that you know some some people are so far gone in their way. Sometimes it's no help. Yeah, I I, I could agree with that. Uh, drama, real quick, if you want to give your two cents on uh, the Steelers and the 49ers. I won't speak on the Steelers because y'all know my stance on that. But the 49ers um was playing some good football. Um, like Hefe alluded to, every year for whatever reason. Ant just destroys the roster. And I really think Ant suffers from the same disease that HD suffers from. And what it is is it's a fear of uh, failure. You know what I'm saying? So because he feels like he's going to fail, he trades all the good players off his team to give himself a built-in excuse for why he doesn't compete the first uh, few seasons of the cycle. And then always around year, you know, three, four, five, it come and trying to mount a goddamn playoff run or trying to, you know, feel the team that's going to be able to do some damage when it's like the 49ers year one out the out the break was a stellar squad, you know what I'm saying? But he competing with the Rams, competing with uh, Z and the, and the Seahawks, competing with Deloitte and the Cardinals, so he feel like he ain't going to be able to do nothing, so he just trades away all his key pieces and, you know what I'm saying, allows that to be a built-in excuse. I'm tired of seeing Ant play subpar football, tired of seeing them play down to the level of his competition. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think he's 3-0 and so far this season, or at least 2-1. and So he's got a couple good wins under his belt, but it's like, come on, man, you got to stop, you know what I'm saying, just just living to be mediocre. You know what I'm saying? Um, good win for him, of course, because, I mean, everybody's going to win against the Steelers, but it's like, come on, bro, you got to be better than that. Now, uh, Two things I, I wanted to bring up. I want to ask you, Drama. Uh, week one against the Steelers, was that a blowout? Yes, that was a blowout. Okay. Um, week two was not a blowout, but it might as well have been because I think he had a 20-plus point lead um, that he gave away. Um, and I think he had two leads that he gave away. And, uh, Candy was saying that he was pretty much – not taking them seriously, so treating them like a stack. So might as well be a blow at that point. Uh, week three, uh, what was the final score again? It's like 32-21 or something like that, or 42-31 or something. 42-33. Yeah. All right, so you lost by nine. Uh, I don't know what the actual box score is in-game, um, you know, but that could have potentially been a blowout that just got a little cleaner. Uh, for a run at the end. So, um, you know, you brought up that he's not getting blown out, but he is getting blown out as well. So he's got to figure it out some way, somehow, um, because it's it's not a good look to be one in 36 in your last 37 games, blowout or no blowouts. You got to win a game. If I could, if I could, man, we could just, again, I, I tried to avoid it and stay away from it. The guy does not try, bro. He It's, it's, Season four, he's still running the fucking play where you come out in shotgun doubles and there's the slot guys running that sideline streak. He motions the outside guy into into the slot 
and puts him on the streak and tries to get the double. Like, that's was three Madden's ago, bro. Like, and he, okay, he'll run that play five times a game straight face, like not even joking, not even laughing. He'll run it five times. He won't make it do a variation. He won't, like, come on, bro. All of his offense is rinse and repeat of the worst money plays from about two minutes ago. He'll run the ball, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, he's not trying at all. And I, I, I'll land my plane. Y'all do your thing. Now, uh, now you brought up that point, and you know, I think HD always preached it for the first two seasons, two cycles he was here. Uh, that a-, a Rod is a competitive player, and he's not a uh, a sim player. So it is interesting you bring that up, and you know, he's running the same money plays that he used to run, and it's not working. And HD was pretty much hitting the nail on the head at the time. And nobody was really listening to it. Um, but that's all I wanted to bring up. Any other games that we should talk about? No, that's it. That's the end of the uh, games that were played. All right. Um, any other any other thing we should touch on before we head out? Uh, what's the over or under on and dogs win count for uh, this cycle? He's already at three. Uh, this season? <laughs> yeah. Was that eight? Nah. Um, I'll say seven and a half. Damn. What you so? Going best on. And I, I, I would say seven and a half, and I do the under. That's how I feel about it. You trying to bet five content once I got the over? You got the over. I, uh, that's a illegal bet, sir. If JT uh, JT okay's it, I'll do it. All right, bet. Uh, everybody in PML, have a great day. We'll catch you next time.